Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Derogi. A quick note before we begin. Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by Manowaker Studios patrons on Patreon. Patrons of Manowaker Studio all get access to weekly stories and other content in the patron feed, and supporting at a higher tier includes a subscription to Manowaker Books. To find out more, or to become a patron, visit patreon.com slash manawaker. This week, Beneath Uncertain Skies, by Bob Carlton. It was on the eleventh day of the twelfth month, in the thirteenth year, that the cross appeared in the sky. Because all the astronomers of note noted it not, the explanations for its appearance was left to charlatans, and the more honestly ignorant. Most interpretations, of course, ran along well-worn Judeo-Christian lines, with the millennials exercising, by necessity, the most mathematical ingenuity in getting the available data to fit a pre-existing spiritual matrix. Dawn brought storm clouds massing on the still-dark western horizon. What should have been an occasion for celebrating the end of a prolonged drought became instead the pretext for an extended period of riot and looting in the streets. Only those of us in the outlying areas seemed exempt from the contagion of hysteria. Rain's a-comin', my Uncle Chester said matter-of-factly, squinting into the distance and spitting into the dust. TV weatherman's talkin' floods, my Aunt Myrtle added, wiping her flower-stained hands on her apron. As she walked back through the creaking screen door, my cousin Iris came out, followed by a nameless cat. What do you think of the sky last night? She asked me. You believe the end time's upon us? I find Iris harder to read than unpredicted astronomical events. Her tone, flat and effectless at almost all times, was that of a young woman who faced every circumstance, whether joyous or sorrowful, with the same attitude. That life at all points and under every condition, must be dealt with. There was, as far as she was concerned, no sense in worrying over choices that were not hers to make. It would appear to be an inherited trait. My reply to her was a non-committal shrug and an uncomfortable chuckle. I had ridden over to my uncle's house in the midst of the night's events. Like most nights, I had been spending the evening home alone in the small house I had inherited when my parents had passed away three years previous. While I was not exactly seized by fear, I had felt a certain anxiety, a feeling that, whatever the signs portended, I should not meet the day unaccompanied. When I arrived thirty minutes later, shortly before midnight, the unmuffled exhaust of the Harley V-twins shattering the night silence into a crystal shower of dog barks and chicken panic. I found Chester and Myrtle sitting on the front porch steps watching the sky, he sipping his homemade corn-sour mash, she drinking an ice-cold glass of sweet tea. I joined them, accepting the wordlessly proffered jar from my uncle's hand. Iris, it seems, was sleeping the sleep of the chronic equilibrist. The rain began mid-morning, and by noon had topped up my uncle's rain barrels, 
the predicted floods came and went, visiting the low areas that were acquainted with them well, bypassing the cowering populace that was too paralyzed by fear to have headed for higher ground anyway. Despite the resumption of the ordinary by both earth and sky, churches, cemeteries, and saloons remained magnetic poles for the electric anxiety collected in the city. Over time, vacancies appeared throughout the urban areas, pockets of desolation whose former inhabitants had dispersed. Mass dissipated and bonds loosened. Former unities lost meaning as new configurations, though as yet unobserved, must still have begun constellating. The possibilities remained wide open for renewal or unimpeded decline, for the rejuvenation of life-affirming faiths or the insidious growth of cults of despair. It remained to be seen what it would mean to have borne witness. As it happens, what the hyper-collected saw as a calamitous event was viewed out here as an interesting and diverting prelude to welcome relief. With the long drought ended, I stayed on with Chester, Myrtle, and Iris. According to my uncle, the harvest this year promises to be the biggest in at least a decade. There are previously unsuspected buyers out there willing to pay above market prices for my old house. So it would seem I have now joined the family, apparently to the benefit of us all. Cousin Iris has even been known to smile on occasion now. I have come to believe that all those missing people out there, wandering in the wilderness or settling on distant shores in a newfound terrestrial paradise, are not really so different from myself. We sat alone in the dark waiting for the universe to tell us what to do, trying to decode the patterns in the stars, the miraculous words etched in stone by the all-knowing wind, the garbled prophecies in the calls of grackles and crows. Still, I wonder why so many of us look at what we cannot read and see only terror. Maybe those who made the Exodus have, like me, come to understand that not every message is one of doom. Sometimes the sign might simply be saying, this is not a sign at all. This has been Beneath Uncertain Skies, written by Bob Carlton. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. I'm C.B. DeRoge. Thanks for listening. Episode 0137, Production Copyright 2016, C.B. DeRoge and Manowaker Studios.